and welcome to issue one of the Infinite Backlog. Oh, you don't like my enthusiasm? We gotta no, start we gotta strong. This is episode I one. Love, I love Duncan on it. Less than a second into the introduction, it's already got Shane. Well, it's just the way he was like, hello. hello. I'm Andy. I'm Rory. And I'm Shane. And this is already falling apart, but welcome. As I said, this is our new podcast. It's called The Infinite Backlog, and uh, you're here. Welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you found us organically, that's dope. Well, if you just sit around Googling new podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there's a new podcast today. If you're kind of referred to us from our, our parent podcast, Saturday Morning Tuesdays, then welcome to you as well. Welcome, welcome. The Daddy Pod, yes. The, yeah, our Daddy Pod. Welcome. This is uh, this is the start of a new thing. And just so that you know what the hell you're buying into, let me, let me tell you a little bit about our show, because I've been elected Podfather. So... This is this is a new a new show where we are aiming to consume the best and most noteworthy comics from all of the history of Marvel chronologically from the beginning. And generally we're all pretty new to this content. So so you know all of our hot takes are going to be way fresh. Fresh. <laughs> but I think we should we should talk about our our history with Marvel. So I'm uh, I'll go first. I uh, I'm Andy. Hello. Uh <laughs> Hi Andy. Marvel Anonymous. I uh, I have read scattered issues. I've never read anything consistently, uh, but I have seen all the MCU movies, and I am a big stand for those, and Rory's probably rolling his eyes at me right now. So, Rory, what's you? I do not like almost any of the MCU movies. I mean, they're fine as popcorn fluff. Like, <laughs> I'll watch them and be entertained, but talking about them as if they're film bothers me. <laughs> You're such like, a fucking... <laughs> they're not film. They're not good. They're not. <laughs> What about comics? So with uh, with the comics, I'm mostly relegated to just being a giant X-Men dork. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't read anything really uh, pre-Claremont. And that I haven't read nearly all of. So I started with my own sort of smaller, different curated list of only X-Men stuff. And so sure. I- I've, done a, I've done a version of this for me uh, before. Shane? Um, I'm Shane. And one time I read an X-Men comic book and there was another time that I read a comic from Free Comic Book Day. Um, And I have seen all of the movies also. Uh, So my takes will be exceptionally fresh and hot. Shane, I don't want to throw you under the bus, but I'm pretty sure you also have a strong history of Marvel hero clicks from which you have some knowledge. Oh, I do. I, I definitely know a thing or two about clicking those little bases. <laughs> I could click them. I could click a man or two. I could click some heroes. I click with the best of them. Yeah. So uh, I feel I feel honor bound to mention uh, through the through the course of this podcast, we have a a curated list that I have put together, but I actually can't take most of the credit for it. So there is a a guy named Dave who runs a website called Comic Book Herald, and he has these Hi, like Dave. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. What's up, Dave? He's got really intense uh, reading lists that sort of cover the entire gamut of everything. And I have based my reading list off of a lot of his stuff. And he also has a podcast that he does, but it's uh, it's a sort of more focused thing where he like finds the 10 best series or like stories from every year and they talk about those. But they're like comic experts and we're nobodies and we're going a lot more deep in the weeds. And I think that it's going to be way more fun. <laughs> You hear that, Dave? I'm throwing the gauntlet down. Our podcast's more fun than yours. Yeah. <laughs> we're plagiarizing you, but we're more fun. 
So our, our slate every week is going to be about 10 issues. You can always find the information about that in our show notes. You can find out which specific issues. If you want to read along, which we definitely invite you to do, you can find everything on Marvel Unlimited. It's a pretty cheap subscription service. But yeah, I, I think it's, this is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. And we sort of put the energy into the name of our show, Infinite Backlog. I feel as though it sort of encapsulates my feeling when before this project of like thinking about trying to read all of Marvel finger quotes, it feels infinite. It feels like there's way too much to ever catch up on. That is something that is, that intrigues me about doing this it, 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 for, for potential hopefuls, because I know when you jump into any comics, um, you know, unless you just go literally back to the very beginning and read everything, you have to dive in and you're going to be confused And you have to Uh look shit up or just get cool with being confused. But ultimately, a new person to any kind of comic franchise is there's just nobody holding you. You know, there's other fans who might hold your hand a little bit, but it's it's impossible to just jump in without, you know, some help. So hopefully this can maybe do that for somebody. I don't know. I have to tell you, I'm very excited for everything that we read this week. Uh, What? What? Are, but I'll throw I'll throw it to you guys. What's something that you want to talk about from the the to the ten or eleven issues that we read this time? I had the most fun with Thor and the Rockmen from Saturn. Okay, <laughs> uh, they were from Saturn, right. right? I haven't reread they, it. I yeah, they this. were from Saturn. Yeah, yeah. What did you I, What did you like about that one? It was pretty forget forgettable to yeah, me. Yeah, let me pull this one up again. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I liked about it was that the aliens, uh, in, in compared them to say the Atlanteans or the Skrulls, mm-hmm. uh, felt more truly alien in their actions and motivations. They're just, they were weird and believable. Sure. They were Easter Island heads. So, yeah. So they got the <laughs> sci-fi better. And then they also, I thought, handled the magic pretty well. It was not over like... You know, when we read Iron Man and he's just constantly talking about transistors, Thor's <laughs> magic is unexplained and weird and allowed to just be silly and kind of inexplicable. When you have Thor's hammer, you are simultaneously not Thor and also Thor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I, I found that one interesting for a couple reasons, right? So, like, at some point they retcon this whole Don Blake situation because in, yeah. in, in the original situation is that he's just this guy named Donald Blake and he finds yeah. a magic cane and turns into Thor. Well, and they play with the this idea later, but I think, yeah, at some point they retcon Thor so that there's a sort of true Thor. And then there's also mm-hmm. sort of... There's also Donald. <laughs> there's also Thor-likes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those stone aliens are... Uh, they later get expanded. I believe they're the Cronins uh, later. And if you have seen... Thor Ragnarok, uh, it's that guy Korg. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's one of these uh, these aliens. And Thor Ragnarok's one of the very few MCU movies that's quite good. Oh, thank God you like that one. I liked the Thor issue, but I would ne- uh, like the- nothing about it made me want to keep reading it. And I'm actually surprised that you liked it because of how long it spends teaching us how his his transformation works. <laughs> I will totally <laughs> give you that. But the, uh, the bar is pretty low this week. Um, <laughs> and like I said, I... I found the, I found the rock guys really silly and and I don't know hit a good balance for me. I I found Fantastic Four pretty boring. Spider Man was pretty boring. Oh my mm-hmm. god! I, Who I, are I'm you? Upset. I know I'm upset that you found <laughs> Spider Man boring because I fucking love this old Spider Man <laughs> shit. 
That yeah, I, I felt like Spider Man was the best one that we read. Probably, oh, it's so good. And I don't even like Spider Man that much. Like I don't even. I honestly don't even like Spider Man that much. Okay, well I'm not. I'm not friends with either of you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is really getting upsetting. Okay, all right. I have two. I have two things I want to talk about. I have two things okay. I want to talk about. The the first one is just the the villains that they created for the Fantastic Four. <laughs> you where... mean like Mole Man? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like Mole Man. I mean, so let's, can we talk about the villains, like, just as a whole? Yeah, sure. Like, that's, I think that's my topic this week, is the way the villains were created for each comic book, where it was just like, this is a man with a big, gross head, or (laughs) this, this is a man with a gross face who taught himself how to fly. Like, (laughs) yeah. I believe you're talking about the gargoyle and the vulture, respectively. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they're pretty. They're pretty awful. The gargoyle's like this misshapen commie from Russia who just sort of regrets how misshapen he is <laughs> and is mad. And then the vulture is like a septuagenarian like dude with wings who steals ladies' purses, and nothing <laughs> about them is particularly threatening. The vulture's crimes are such misdemeanors. <laughs> <laughs> Though he does leave incredibly charming notes behind as like calling cards. Oh, God, the note. I would love for us to some way integrate some of the, you know, best panels we see from the week. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how doable that will be, but he does at some point throw a note with, like a a brick with a note on it that says, Dear the police, I'm stealing the the diamonds today. Love the vulture. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, it's so good. Fuck. Yeah, uh there's there's some really there's some really good stupid villains this week. Uh and then there's Wang Chu, uh which we probably don't really want to spend too much time talking about. No. Nope. He's horrendous. It's really horrendous. Uh that was in the Iron Man uh the the Iron Man origin story that we read which takes place in the Vietnam War and uh you know, so there's some un- un- unfortunate Asian broken English stereotype situations going on that make you really that comes and goes it doesn't even like it's not even the whole time it's like sometimes they forget they go oh yeah wait we were making him talk like this and then three panels <laughs> later he'll be back to normal yeah uh, we, we're not even going to talk about the fact that you know uh, in the middle of the war they taught themselves pretty good English yeah you know? <laughs> like, why are we dunking on that yeah God. <laughs> there's there's so many things that were they don't that wouldn't fly today and i don't just specifically mean like the racist stuff like in that uh that iron man situation i just mean like the plotting and the characters like they're so thin and low effort but like i guess people ate them up in 1962 in a way that we don't we certainly wouldn't now the thing with that i think what made iron man even less palatable than it would be with you know without a, you know in a different context was like Everything else, they they go so far out of their way to not really mention any uh, commie countries by name. They're the Iron Curtain and all Mm -hmm. the... Oh, that's a red sub. Chameleon's yeah, trying yeah. to sell that secret info to a man on a red sub. So yeah. everything is everything is is like in vagities, and then we get to Iron Man, and it's the real Vietnam War with real racism, and it's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely it, it different. Accents how awful it is mm-hmm. by breaking the norm. And for Stan Lee in the '60s, who generally, you know, give the man some credit, generally was pretty progressive uh, in his comic books. Like it, it just sort of. You know, it reminds you that that's the time is still tough. 
Like that yeah. going back is still rough. Like there's always going to be these sort of things. So Rory, you suggested having kind of a wall of shame where we put issues like this. Yeah. Uh, if there's just a way to to sort of through our through our reading, I imagine this is going to come up, and mm-hmm. we have we'd have to mention if we're going to talk about Iron Man, we have to talk about it. Yep. And so I'd rather just be like, you know what, this is icky and doesn't really merit our conversation and you can see our wall of shame somewhere yeah uh-huh. on discord or something so, hey tales of suspense issue 39 wall of shame can we put specific panels up for, on the wall of shame or does it have to be the whole oh topic? yeah absolutely oh, we can definitely yeah. put panels on it we'll, we'll have to figure out whether or not whether or not there's an actual living wall of shame somewhere maybe we could find somewhere on our website to put it it'd be fine we could do a discord or something where you just post screenshots mm, could do yeah because i gotta i gotta do a panel from the hulk on there too where there's a part oh where my the God. general the general's like, this is boy talk? You're talking and this is man talk. <laughs> yes. Did you not notice two men were having a conversation right now? Yeah, exactly. But And then she goes, oh, sorry, my dad's fucking crazy. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, I mean, no, the, the second one I want to talk about, and Rory kind of touched on it in sort of our, our Facebook chat this week, but there's a thing that the, uni- that the universe does where they don't explain things because I think they want you as the reader to fill in the blanks for them because it's less that they have to explain and it's less that they have to draw. And mm-hmm. so th- there are moments where um, the, the comic itself will, will say something like, uh, oh, this, th- that, that whatever kind of glass for that, for that oh, the resisto glass that? yeah like this is <laughs> this is resisto glass and like it's built off of the word like some kind of resistance glass right and so you yeah. as a reader build what that means and then you can talk about it later with your friends and be like oh and he was trapped in the resisto glass yeah but spider spider-man's like really strong but he can't break resisto glass but i wonder, yeah, wonder, exactly. if, thor, I wonder if thor could break resisto glass oh i bet hulk could break resisto glass with no problem i'm i'm, I'm sorry if i'm if i'm offending nerds right now i'm one of you i, I swear to god it, it it literally happens all the time and it's like people it the the comics expect you to fill in some of these some of these blanks where i don't yes. want to i, I don't want to I don't want to don't fill make, in that Don't blank. make me do work. <laughs> so, okay. I, I have a thing that I desperately need to talk about. Rory, it sounds like you didn't like the Fantastic Four very much. Maybe you didn't either, Shane. I liked the Namor. The Namor annual was fun. Okay. The first one, they hadn't... The, the kind of, to me, the only saving grace in these early issues is Ben Grimm's excellent dialogue. And they hadn't really yes. hashed it out in the first one. Maybe two. But by the annual, they'd sort of gotten him down. I love I love Ben Grimm more than anything. He's question mark maybe like a wannabe war criminal because it's uh, there's like a uh, an amazing quote in the in the annual where Reed suggests they take a prisoner like an Atlantean prisoner and Ben's like now you're talking my language. Nothing I like <laughs> yep. better than grabbing me a handful of squawking prisoners. And you know <laughs> you raise an eyebrow at Ben Grimm maybe sort of leaning a little too hard into his persona, but. Uh, <laughs> But no, no. So the thing that I really wanted to talk about is in Fantastic Four issue two. Uh, so this is the introduction of the Skrulls, which Aval is way, way earlier in Marvel history than I would have expected. Given a lot of, of this stuff is showing up earlier than I than I thought it did. Yeah, because the Skrulls only just recently showed up in the Captain Marvel movie, and you know, obviously they have a long history in Marvel. I, I even I know about Skrulls, and I'm not terribly uh, literate in the comics. But to, to sort of cliff notes the things that happen, they this like invasion force of, of four shows up and in, impersonates the Fantastic Four. And uh, there's some shenanigans, but they eventually they manage to like trick the invasion force into turning the, the other way. But now they're left with these four scrolls and they're so good 
like they're goody goodies. So they don't want to murder them. Uh, and so <laughs> the police are like, well, we could. And Reed is like, no, you know what? If you trust me, you'll let me handle this. And Reed Richards sentences them to life as cows. <laughs> I know, it was crazy. <laughs> and it's kind of the weirdest, wildest thing that I've seen in a comic book. But they're happy to do it. Exactly. They're like, we don't want to cause any more trouble. We're terrified for our lives. And he's like, well, I could hypnotize you to think you're cows. And they're like, will we be happy? And he's like, fuck yeah. And they turn him, they make him shapeshift into cows. He hypnotizes them to think they really are. And then we just see them grazing in a field as Reed Richards stands there like, ah, job well done. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... Fucking ridiculous. I, 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 I just was like mouth agape when I was reading that sequence. It was just like maybe the best ending I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should say this. We, we cover November 1961 to July 1963 this week. And just in that mm-hmm. short like year and a half, they introduce pretty much most of the iconic people that we come to know yeah. for the rest of time. And it's actually bizarre to think about that they managed to to come up with that many iconic characters you could you could maybe say that they just came up with a bunch of characters and then worked for decades to make them good but you know we saw the the fantastic four hulk doctor strange iron man spider-man and to that hulk was sort of an as far as i know and this is not having not done any new new research but i believe hulk was a tremendous dud until peter david takes the issue takes the run over sure and and this and this issue one of Hulk is very different. Oh yeah, he's like a werewolf. He is absolutely <laughs> like a werewolf. He only transforms at night. <laughs> he transforms at night. Uh, he's gray. He's he's mm-hmm. significantly more lucid. Um, yeah, he, he do, has, he's very ver- ver- verbose for Hulk. He has this. He has this dapper teen in his in his wings. Oh yeah, that that teen energy. Welcome to Rick Jones. <laughs> he's like the bard from The Witcher, and, <laughs> and him is. and Bruce Banner have so much fun. Uh, <laughs> just everybody's always super confused when the Hulk turns back into Bruce Banner, and and him and Rick are just. I don't know. They're just on the same wavelength about just yeah horseplay about just horseplay during danger. <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys are going to need to get used to Rick Jones. So this is this is his first appearance as well, and he's sort of like the teen sidekick to the stars uh, because he spends time. He sort of does his time with the Hulk and with Captain Marvel and with all these other characters, and it's. Uh, it's very weird. He's like, he has absolutely nothing special about him. All he wants to do is date girls, but he keeps getting wrapped up in these superhero adventures and they have no problem just bringing him along. It's definitely going to be a fixture moving forward. Is one of the, is, is one of the writers like seeing themselves as this character? Is that why? Like they just <laughs> yeah. love I think living he's, I think he's a reader placement, probably. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's fair to say. He's he's the wish fulfillment of like, man, I wish I could just be, you know, the Hulk's sidekick or whatever. Oh, I wish like, I could just be two feet away from the Hulk and smell those pits. Speaking of that, the <laughs> smell is pit, the wish fulfillment in all of these characters is is much stronger than what I am used to for because it's usually kind of I don't know buried when you have a three dimensional character, but uh, it's really obvious why. You know, if Tony Stark appeals to you, why that would be. If yeah. <laughs> if yeah. Spider Man oh, appeals God. to you, why that would be. And even Namor is this kind of like childlike, this like boy king. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are you a sour youth? Millie, here's a here's yeah, a role model if you, for if you. you. If you like King Joffrey, <laughs> get a load of this guy. Oh my gosh, he was he's so petulant too. He he literally is mm-hmm. like. 
no people are allowed to even look at the water. But we cut like, to yeah, no, you can't even you can't even be above the water. We cut to him really early on in his issue. He's like he's in his underpants and a, like a regal cape and a crown. You're like, this is what a four year old thinks being king is. <laughs> like this is exactly. <laughs> No, he never puts fucking clothes on. No, he doesn't put clothes on, but he does wear a king's cape and crown, which makes it look... God, yeah, and he's a, he's obscene. in that cover for the Fantastic Four Annual 1. He's just, like, sitting regally with no clothes on but a crown. It's very funny. Uh, and he's got those eyebrows that won't stop and the widow's peak that could kill a man. And it's it's a, it's a very exciting uh, sort of design, but a very childish man that they have put in that body. In uh, in the annual, they have they have already retconned him into a mutant, uh, which is I think mm-hmm. uh, if this is speculative. Their their attempt to find a place for him because he is such an odd character, and that's yeah. part of why I'm drawn to him because good or bad, he he just doesn't fit in anywhere. It, like literally within the, <laughs> as a as a <laughs> as a character, he's very hard to write and work with. Yeah, uh, and I and I'm constantly entertained by attempts to include him. Like, they just never stopped writing. Like, they never were just like, you know what? Maybe we'll we'll stop doing Namor. We'll put Namor to bed. <laughs> just like, no, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about that Fantastic Four annual with Namor is, as always, the Sue Storm drama. Uh, because he's so in love with the Invisible Girl. And it seems like she's maybe reciprocating. Even though she's canonically already engaged to Reed Richards. So like there's a there's a panel near the back. They do this thing where they have a bunch of like big one page splash informational things of like information about our universe. And they have a page for Sue Storm where they're like, oh, it's so hard for her to choose between the two men. And it's just a drawing of her staring at two photos, one of Reed <laughs> and one of Namor, just sort of like with a perplexed look on her face. Like you're engaged to one of them. I- I feel that it must have come up in, in an issue that we haven't read because, yeah, I, there's the, there's some heavy handedness, especially when it comes to women's fickle emotions in these yes. in these comics. But it just seems like we're missing something because even Reed is like, you know, will I will I never get this monkey off my back? Uh-huh. Um, Speaking of that part, Andy, can I read what it says about that moment? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so it it says questions which you readers have sent us concerning the Fantastic Four, right? And mm-hmm. so the question is, who does she really love, Reed or the Submariner? And the answer says, we ourselves are honestly not sure. No one can really look into the heart of a female, and we suspect that she, her, that she herself certainly can't. I like the idea oh that even as, as the writer, you're like, you know what? I just, you don't know what you don't know, man. How could I write? <laughs> <laughs> and at the start of the at the start of the annual when when Ben and the Human Torch are are roughhousing and they ruin mm-hmm. all of her all of her clothes. Oh, all of her Dior and Saks Fifth Avenue dresses. She has a woman's a woman's meltdown about I <laughs> hated that panel. Oh my god. <laughs> and and oh, then the so very terrible. next panel is like, I'm so sorry, I lost control of my woman and my woman's emotions. <laughs> oh, it's it's pretty intense. <laughs> Yeah, that annual was no end of enjoyment for me because the like I said, they had those those big full page spreads at the end. Uh, included in the Q and A as well was this villain gallery of like showing all the enemies oh, that yeah. Fantastic Four have fought, and two of them I'd never seen before, and they have the most incredible names. So we've got the we've got Impossible Man from the planet Pop Up, and <laughs> the red the red ghost and his indescribable super apes, <laughs> which. That that's the kind of thing that I might want to go find. I want to find yeah, out about some these indescribable ghost. super apes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should probably touch on Spider Man since 
Yes, that we absolutely. read a little bit of Spider-Man and we're going to be reading a lot of Spider-Man in the next few weeks. Yeah, because he's dope and I can't believe that I like Spider-Man. I just I didn't I just wasn't that entertained by the stories that we were dealing with. Was it too fast for you? Was it It was it, too fast it, for me. I couldn't yeah. keep up. <laughs> Well, no, I, I don't mean that. I don't mean like that, you asshole. Was it was it too quick for you? <laughs> I mean, like in it, in one page, it goes from him moving aside from the from the killer of Uncle Ben, right? Yeah. He steps aside, and then the next page, it says like a while later, and then it's a cop telling him his Uncle Ben is Ben is dead. It and was then a the bad next page. Pan- yeah, it's a half page. It wasn't any. It wasn't any time at all. Uh, no, yeah. if I had one harsh critique, it was just that. Now it is. It's an interesting dilemma. They just didn't really dive into it in a way that captured me. Was all of the constant belly aching about money? Yeah, just it just oh, didn't entertain yeah. me. It, it just poor. It could have been. In, it, I like the premise of like here's a teenager with this dope superpower and no way to leverage that for money when that's yeah. what he wants to do. That's an interesting problem, but he's just not solving it in a way that was interesting to me. Well, and it's it's actually, it's it's really funny because it, he tries to do that wrestling, right? Like we all know that from the movies and whatever and every single adaptation they've ever done except for the new ones uh, that he goes to do sort of like this, this underground wrestling and he does so well, but the guy who's hosting it is like, cool, you made too much money. I can't just give you cash. I have to pay you in a check. Who do I make it out to? <laughs> and suddenly that's the drama. We'll just make it out to Spider-Man. Okay, well, no bank is going to cash a check that's made out to Spider-Man. Okay, well, we'll just fucking try it. Oh, damn it. He's right. Like, this is so much time <laughs> to spend on on checkbook drama. Like, this is nothing. <laughs> Why are we fucking doing this? Because he just he didn't have that Spider-Man wit that... Uh, mm-hmm, not yet. That yeah. you, you, expect, you expect from him. None of the crimes he fights in these two issues were... I mean, like I said, the vulture is just like snatching purses. <laughs> yeah. <It's> just... <laughs> and then there's the the tinkerer, the old man with a ball chin with an alien in his basement. Oh, God. <laughs> he's yeah. also an alien, right? Like he is. Yeah, he is also I think that, that's or the is... implication. Because they he pulls off his mask unless it's like the imposter guy again. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the chameleon was who's so dumb. The chameleon. The, the fucking chameleon whose only superpower is a multi-pocket disguise vest. <laughs> a vest with many pockets. Yeah. <laughs> My superpower is all the pockets. <laughs> <laughs> or like Mole Man from the Fantastic Four issue whose only superpower is that he got stuck in a cave his whole life and had to learn no. how to live. Okay, that's not true. Go back and read his 10-page monologue about his powers <laughs> and about how he mastered his body. <laughs> and he he's like, hit me with a stick. Hit, I bet you can't. I bet you like, fucking can't. I'm Mole Man. I'm Mole Man. It seems like they were... Stu- it, it, I was I was interested in where they were with, the mo- with where the Mole Man was going to go because it seems he's got this like glimmering cavern full of diamonds and he's been trapped underground for, you know, years and years. I was kind of expecting sort of a Count of Monte Cristo storyline. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, with wealth and, you know, time in prison, uh, a, a dark prison. It's a sort of a, <laughs> it's reaching for that yeah. comparison. But he's, you know, a villain uh, of a sort. And they didn't go that way. They just, he just had a cavern of diamonds for no reason and was good at dodging sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the stick at me. <laughs> Uh, I, I, before we leave Spider-Man forever, I want to I want to read over uh, this this panel that was probably my favorite Please. panel of the week. This is J. Jonah Jameson. He's just uh, he's just gotten his first set of photos from Peter. And uh, he says, are you out of your mind with pictures like these? I can almost stand living in the city with Spider-Man. Take a bonus and go out and buy yourself some twist records. 
And then, <laughs> and then Peter's thinking to himself, and he says, he thinks I'm just a typical teenage kid. Good. That's the way I like it. And this wad of bills he paid me is what I like also. <laughs> if I remember correctly in the Spider-Man movie, the 2001, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't he let the burglar go after he gets stiffed? He's, it's kind of like a – it, it feels like karmic justice that the guy got yeah, robbed, right? Exactly. This is just a random robber, and Spider-Man is just – He's just peeved about his home money situation and is like, fuck it. I'm not a, you know, like, yeah, steps, steps to the side. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm in this for the money. I'm not in this to be a fucking hero. I'm not, I'm not the cops. Let the cops deal with this guy. I'm 16. Yeah. And it's true. <laughs> and I, and I, and I like that idea that like the second you have powers, you don't just decide you're the cops now. I like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It has to, he has to, he has to sort of be forced into it out of guilt or, you know, you know the, the the guilt makes him realize what he should do, which of course they dropped the very famous line at the end in the in the sort of yeah it's, it's narration just in the, they do the, it's just in the, the narration yeah the great with great power must also come great responsibility or whatever it is and it's you know I I was glad that was in issue one I was like oh okay there's a reason that this is such a famous line it was like right at the fucking beginning but it's also a good line like it's it's actually a good lesson like you got shit you need to you have a responsibility to use shit. And mythically, this uh, this is part of the you know the hero's journey that isn't in every in every myth, uh, but a lot of ones where the the quote unquote gods are going to be you know fucking with you, killing your uncle, just doing nasty shit for no real reason mm-hmm. is is a broken promise. So some turning your back on uh, the social order, the way things are meant to be, and uh, he could have stopped this burglar and didn't. Yeah. And and that is sort of the like I said, karma's karma's uh, justification for anything bad that they can now throw at Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I really like it. Obviously, the best stuff for Spider-Man is coming when they really hit their stride. Uh, and we will definitely get there. We're going to read a lot of Spider-Man. I feel as though we have to very briefly mention the fact that we also read Dr. Strange's intro story and he goes into a man's dream and it was nothing. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. All four pages. It's a half issue and it is abs- it's abject nothing. But yeah, Strange is already significantly different than, you know, the other heroes we're, you know, introduced yes. to. So so I did enjoy I mean it was short, so it was easy to not have too many opinions about, but I was I vaguely enjoyed it. Did, yeah. So the the Doctor Strange the Doctor Strange issue was kind of like um here's Doctor Strange, a master of black magic, and then on the last page he was like Wait, master, come fix it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that was the, he almost had it. And then he went, wait, wait, master, wait, fix it for me. Yeah. And from halfway <laughs> across the world in like Tibet, the master sort of activates his eye of Agamotto and makes it work and saves his fucking ass. It's like, mm-hmm. OK, we need to we need to believe Dr. Strange can handle himself and not just call daddy when he needs when he gets into a, a rough patch. <laughs> it's whatever. I know that is another thing that will get incredibly fleshed out as they realize people were into watching a sorcerer. They were like, oh, shit, let's make him his own thing. Let's he's he's a constant feature in, in strange tales. We're never not having him. Let's move on. I know you want to move away from Spider-Man, but before we do, can we just talk about how thick he is? <laughs> just Ooh, like tell us, tell us how thick. Just he like, is. just triple, triple, just some triple C thickness happening in the Spider-Man comic. Okay. Well, they also draw him like a forty-year-old man, and he's supposed to they be like absolutely yeah. do. They absolutely do, and I will say, out of all of the comics we read, he was one where I was like. That musculature is really good. Well, that's because Ditko is like the best artist they have right now. Like just incredible. He's famous for a reason. His stuff is just iconic as hell all over the place. 
Uh, it's not all gold, like every panel. Like you can probably find panels in these issues where it's like, mm, you whipped that out in like 20 minutes. But uh, <laughs> mm, he he's he's turning the wrong way, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> his his leg is backwards, but that's cool. His muscles are rippling like a babbling brook. <laughs> I don't know if I would go that far. <laughs> well, you did call him thick with three C's, so I don't know how yeah, far you're it, willing to go. It's like he's a marble statue. That's what it is. <laughs> he's the Spider-Man marble statue of my dreams. Now, I'm not saying we have to make this a regular segment, uh, because there's probably not always going to be three stone-cold hotties for you to tell us about, but like... I'm always I'm always down to hear about which ones you think are attractive in these comics. <laughs> yeah, we were we've been we've been kicking around a couple ideas. One to you know go with our wall of shame is the wall of Shane, uh, just uh, just a hottie who deserves wall in his in his teen room. A, a hottie who deserves extra merit. Uh, I also am attracted to the idea of doing fuck Mary kill with either these issues or certain any characters. Yeah, oh yeah, man, yeah. we could totally do characters. I could give you three characters for sure. Do it, do yeah. it. So if we're gonna do if we're gonna do fuck Mary kill, this is this is what this is who we're talking about. Okay. We're talking about Spider Man. Okay. We're talking about Mole Man, <laughs> and we're talking about Igor. Oh, you mean Igor or Igor from the Hulk? <laughs> Whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it literally doesn't matter what his name is. Okay, Spider Man, Mole Man, and Igor. Yep. I would absolutely fuck. Igor. I think that's right. That guy had everything going he's on. He's got charisma Absolutely. and he's got he's got some danger and some and some anger. Yeah. Cause he's a Russian spy and you're like, ooh. He feels, he feels like a bad boy you could you could take home God. and you know let him throw you around the room a little bit. <laughs> please. Yes, please. Listen, we have to start our social media because we need to put these panels on Twitter. This is page 15 of the Hulk. Okay. Yes. Oh, 15 man. of the Hulk, he's... it is a spread of him on the bed. He's got his arms crossed. He's a spread of him spreading. And he's just like sitting there thinking to himself, <laughs> and it's dramatic lighting. And, you know, sometimes the dramatic inking is terrible. This is brilliant inking, brilliant <laughs> across his shoulder. And he is sitting in such a way that his biceps are both pointing directly at your face. And it is perfection. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> I think you softballed this one in, but we have to kill Mole Man, right? Like, obviously, we marry Spider-Man and kill Mole Man, unless Rory's going to throw me a curveball. Well, Mole Man, it, when it comes to marriage, you have to use a lot of things to consider, and Mole Man does have, like I talked about, so many diamonds. Uh, a, a cave full of diamonds. <laughs> but Spider-Man wants money. Spider-Man's a broke-ass kid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just want to feel, I want to feel secure. I want to know that Spider-Man is rich in poses. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, Rory's a gold digger. Daddy did not make a lot of great decisions in his twenties, and uh, it might be time to just suck it up and marry the mole marry man. Mole man. <laughs> <laughs> Settle for mole man, everybody. You heard it here first. Oh god. <laughs> oh shit. Well, hey, uh, like I said at the beginning, we have uh, all the issues that we read and the ones that we're going to be reading for next episode in the notes. So if you want to read along with us, absolutely go check it out. Follow us on the medias. Find them. Do them. Love us. And uh, just talk. Talk to us. This is a new show and we don't know. Uh, we don't know what people like. We don't know what you want. But we are <laughs> full, we are full speed ahead on our reading list. And I'm incredibly excited to get a little bit more in the weeds on a couple of these series. So yeah, how how are we feeling at the end of of episode of issue one? Are we gonna call these issues? 
I think we yeah. kind of have to. I think we yeah. have to be a little cute. These are our issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought we had a. I had a great time. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was. It was super fun. It was so much to process. I'm still. I'm still like a little bit lost with some of the wording, but I'll get there. I'll catch. Yeah, up. I think. I. Th- it looks like after this week, we're. It's not going to be such a. You know, such a buckshot every week of different stuff to have to keep track of. No, absolutely not. Hey, uh, we don't have a sign off. What do we want to do for our sign off? Uh, oh, oh, bye. <laughs> with, with great podcast become comes great responsibility, right? Great podcast comes means. great. We're dunning now. <laughs> I hate this. Oh, it's so bad. We'll, we'll workshop it. By issue five, we're going to have a great send off that'll just get you hyped for the week. Stay tuned, true believers. Stan Lee, editor supreme, editing. Oh, we didn't do enough Stan Lee impressions. I was hoping, I, I thought that would be a more common, a more recurring gag. So anyway, thanks for listening. This was a lot of fun. We probably have three out if you're listening to this in the first week. So just jump right on over to our next one. Love on us a little bit. And uh, and we'll see just you next time. Lap it out of the bowl. Lap it right out of the bowl. <laughs> Got everybody just pour, 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 pour it into a bowl and lap it right on out of there. <laughs> Hey there, Andy here. Thank you so much for listening to all of episode one. If you are catching us in the very first week, that means that there's not just this one episode out for you to listen to. There are, in fact, three episodes and a fourth one coming out this coming Saturday. So please go ahead and download them all to your device, your various devices, whatever you want to do. We could use any sort of artificial number pumping on iTunes that you are willing to help us out with, please and thank you. Uh, But first, I wanted to draw your attention to our show notes. Uh, I know, so sexy. Uh, As we mentioned in the episode, they contain the reading list both for this episode and for the following episode, if you are so inclined to be reading along with us on Marvel Unlimited, which you don't have to do, but is quite fun. But in these first three, they also contain a lot of helpful links. So I want to point you to our Discord. There is an invite link in there. Uh, That's where we're going to be collecting all the full like reading list as well as the permanent locations of the Wall of Shame, the Wall of Shane, and any other weird crap that we might come up with. It's also just a cool place to hang out with us. You can bug us. You can yell at us. You can say hello. You can send us memes. I don't care. You can do whatever you want in there. It's really fun. Uh, you can support us on our Patreon. There's a link in there that goes to support both this show and Saturday Morning Tuesdays, our uh, our elder sibling show, which is also really good. And we've been going for like three years at this point. So like if you like both of our things or one of them or whatever, consider joining us on Patreon. Consider blasting us to all your friends. We could use any help with discovery that you can give us because podcasts are insanely hard to get people to buy into so please send out the good word tell people about us and uh, i promise you we will be we will return in kind with wonderful weekly content for you i think it's so much fun i'm having a blast we're all having a blast making this stuff and it's keeping us sane through the crazy times so uh, i think that's all i gotta say go ahead and hit next and listen to issue two of infinite backlog